Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing Spider-Man 3. This is one of the worst superhero movie sequels that has ever been made. I don't hate this movie, don't get me wrong. Because it's one of those, it's so bad, it's good movies. I actually have watched this movie a lot. I mean, we got to see Emo Spider-Man, so that's pretty fun. <laughs> the plot is really oversaturated with villains and has way too many plot lines that made the good ones suck. Like Sandman. Sandman had an actual good story behind his character in this movie. But he is pretty much forgotten as soon as Venom shows up. Same thing with Harry Osborn. He is in this movie only to piss off Peter. And that's pretty much it. Oh, he joins Peter in the third act. But uh, his butler decided to tell him that Peter didn't kill his father when he had this information for two movies. For two movies. He could have just told him that. But didn't. So. Why? <laughs> it. It's writing like this that brings this movie down so much. And now I can't just blame Sam Raimi for this and stuff like that. It was a fuck ton of studio inf interference. He actually never wanted Venom to be in the movies at all. Sam Raimi was a huge fan of classic Spider-Man. So he really only really wanted to use classic Spider-Man villains. So people like Electro, the Lizard, Sandman, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, th villains like those. He never wanted to use Venom because Venom came out in the 90s and he was like, well, I don't really gel with Venom. So the studio forced him to put him in the movie. So that's that's why he's in it. The dialogue is god off of this movie, but it's also really, really, really funny. I don't know who wrote the dialogue, but holy shit. Well, I've, I know who wrote the dialogue, but uh, uh, holy shit. Uh, did, did the dialogue get worse? Much, much worse from the first two films in the trilogy. There are only two actors who pull out this dialogue in this movie, and those are Thomas Hayden Church and Rosemary Harris, who played Sandman and Aunt May. Everyone else sounds like they've never been in a movie before, especially Tobey Maguire and James Franco, who played Spider-Man in the new Green Goblin. They've been in two previous movies. And, ooh. It is really bad that your lead actor who has been in previous Spider-Man movies can't pull off the campy lines. Crappy actors play the lead roles when good actors play uh, smaller parts like J. Joan Jameson and Gwen's dad, the commissioner of New York's police department. So, I don't want to say crappy actors. Crappy performances uh, are from the lead roles, while I'd say the better performances are from the smaller characters. I, I still love James Joe Jameson in this movie. He's fucking hilarious. I don't really what you give him. His dialogue works. It works a lot, honestly. Uh, all of his scenes is pretty much the only thing. I'm like, hey, I like these ones. Um, but yeah, now all the movies have some sort of campy humor and campy like dialogue to it. But this one is just, oh, it's so bad. And it's it's because of the tone it goes for. The special effects haven't improved at all since the first one. It's been five years since the first movie, and it looks the absolute same. 300, The Born Ultimatum, Bridge to Terabithia, Enchanted, Ghost Rider, The Golden Compass, Halloween, and Harry Potter, The Order of the Phoenix all came out in 2007. All of them had better special effects in this movie, with when some of the movies had smaller budgets. I'm not joking. I actually did this research. I looked up all this shit, okay? It doesn't look as good. I was looking at these fight scenes that were completely CGI, and they just look awful because they look super fake. 
and were really filled with edits. I wish they used some practical effects like they did in the previous movies, like the final showdown between Spider-Man and the original Green Goblin. It looks a lot better that way, and it works a whole lot more. This one is just a giant sand monster and a goofy-looking alien fighting Spider-Man until surfer James Franco shows up. It's fucking so stupid. I love. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to shit on this movie a lot, but just know, just know, I also love this movie. Don't, don't get mad at me and be like, what, 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 don't. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm telling you, I do love this movie, but it's for all the wrong reasons. Okay, accept it. And I, I, I've actually met a few people that think this movie's good. It's not, and it's okay if you have that opinion. Um, if you do think it's good, but. but it's just not, so just accept it, and this will go a lot smoother. The first fight scene in this movie is between Peter and Harry. It's just so fucking boring to watch, and Harry's just a lame Green Goblin compared to the previous one. I mean, I fucking love Willem Dafoe, and it's so hard to watch anyone else be him. I mean, somehow he's weaker than him, but has new equipment. Like, he just doesn't seem as strong or as, like, a tough of opponent as as the first Green Goblin. I mean, like, Spider-Man takes him out in, like, the first ten minutes of the movie, which I'm... It's probably due to how they were like, well, now I have to rewrite the script because I have to add a whole other villain and I have to completely change the third act. I have to add in characters that weren't originally in the script. So that's probably what it is, but it really hurts the movie. So, yeah. Where did he get the equipment? That's another question. I mean, he isn't a scientist. And his father who built the equipment. So, where, where, where did he get the new equipment? Or did Green Goblin just secretly build this new shit when no one was paying attention and not use any of it in the first fucking movie? Because apparently he made it a better glider, a better suit, and better weapons. This dude has like a sword. It's cool as shit. I liked it when I was a kid. But, um... Why? 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 How? How's, how's the bigger question? He gets his ass kicked really easily. It only hurts his believability as the real threat to Spider-Man. Especially the movie has two other villains in the movie. What's annoying is that he loses his memory after he gets his ass kicked. So he kind of acts like an idiot for most of the movie. Like, how the fuck does he not realize he has super strength with a bunch of other powers at his disposal? Like, he's like, there's one point where he like catches a basketball and he's like, Whoa, look what I just did. I'm like, dude, you... When were you ever able to do that before? I, I have some questions. Um, how, like, you know, since he doesn't know he has super strength, because I, I guess the super strength knocked out, how is he not ripping shit off the walls? How is he not breaking shit in half by accident? Because if you don't know you're super strong, you're going to do shit that you don't realize with strength. Like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I'm pretty naturally strong. I, I lift. I remember when I first started, like, lifting weights and stuff, and I can't tell you how many times I accidentally broke shit, and I was like, oh, my, oh. Well, at least the weights are paying off. So, I mean, I can't imagine the crazy shit he's doing by accident with the fucking super, super duper powers he's got. How? <laughs> this leads to Peter and Harry being friends again, but his father's painting begins talking to him and helps him remember what has happened in the last couple years. Harry's only role in this movie is to kind of break up Peter and Mary Jane, but they get back together anyway, so he didn't do anything except help Spidey in the third act. Spoilers, he dies. Which wasn't unexpected at all. Although the only weird thing in this this movie with Harry is why did Gwen Stacy and her dad go to his funeral? What? 
Why did Gwen Stacy and the chief of police go to his funeral? There is not one scene where these characters are in the same room together. Why are they there? They didn't know him. Why would they be there? Did they did they run out of extras for while filming the scene? So they showed up? Why? Why would they be there? Venom is so out of place in this movie, it's crazy. He feels like he was written into the story at the very last second, because he was. Uh, he shows up in the beginning of the movie when he lands on Earth, which is essentially just, you know, the symbiote by itself, and then quickly disappears from that movie for like 30 to 40 minutes and then shows back up. Like, you're like, oh yeah, you're in this movie too. You're like, I completely fucking forgot about you. You showed up, we're gone, and now you've returned. Uh, he should have just been removed from the film entirely. They, they, he just shouldn't have been in it. And I love Venom. Venom is my favorite Spider-Man character. So, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about this. So they could have just focused on the Sandman story arc. That was way more interesting than Eddie Brock's. Okay, who said that Topher Grace should be fucking Venom? You think you're funny? You think you're funny, asshole? Hey, that's how the guy from that 70s show play, play Eddie Brock. Wouldn't that be funny? Who did it? Which fucking one of you assholes did it? I want to fucking know. Who thought the guy from that fucking Sony show would be a good fucking Spider-Man villain? Because I sure as fuck didn't. He is so awful as the famous villain. And he fucking agrees. He even, like, he was like, when he got called that he was cast as Eddie Brock, he's like, you want me to be Venom? Like, have you not read the comics? I look, I look nothing like him. Because he was pretty familiar with the character. And so he's like, it's not even laughable to watch. It's just so sad that they ruined this character so badly. I find it quite depressing. I mean, luckily they got him right later uh, with the Venom movies with Tom Hardy. Much better pick. Uh, for starters, they gave the character no development. You just know that he lied about some pictures. And then he went on a date with Gwen Stacy, which apparently leads him to wanting Peter, Peter Parker dead. So he went from a guy who made a mistake to, I want to kill everybody in the city within 20 minutes of the movie which he was just an observer in it so wow literally he's like he ruined me i can't i can't take photos anymore because i because i lied so sweet it's so good awesome he even looks lame when he teams up with venom because it keeps showing his nerdy face underneath the symbiote Eddie brock is supposed to be a huge and imposing person which topher isn't at all he's a little fucking string bean the only cool thing about Venom in this movie is when he attaches himself to Spidey early in the movie because their suit really looked cool. It made him way more powerful. That's pretty much it. Also, that's uh, where the memes really start kicking in this movie. I mean, I quote this movie all the time. I mean, all the time. Even with strangers. I don't care. I quote this movie. It's so quotable. Not going to lie. I think it is one of the most quotable superhero movies out there. It's just... It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a quote in itself. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I don't. Why the fuck did they pick it? it, it they should have just had his fucking face covered the whole time as soon as he turned into Venom. Uh, what? What was the biggest dumb mistake with this character? Is that they kill him off so quickly? As soon as he shows up, he's fucking dead. A whole twenty minutes, gone. He's there. Hey, I'm Venom, and I'm dead. So there's no real reason for his character to be in this movie. It's not like he's going to return in a future sequel in the movie. Uh, one quick note. Gwen Stacy's character is equally as bad because her only role in this movie is to be a pretty face. 
That's kind of dumb. I, I like Gwen Stacy. She's my second favorite Spider-Man romance, which my first is Black Cat. So, and it seems to be that will be the next romance from, from the upcoming Spider-Man movies, and I'm really excited about that. So, yeah. But yeah, um, why why would they do it like that? Why why would you do that? It's just fucking dumb. You completely wasted her. I hated what they did with this character, and I prefer her over MJ in the comics. So I'm really annoyed with that. Uh, and also, uh, Gwen Stacy has done a whole lot better uh, with Emma Stone in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, which is kind of annoying because I actually think the best like love interest performance from any of the Spider-Man iterations is Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy. I like her the most. So it's like my least favorite Spider-Man movies have my favorite like romance performance in it because I don't I I don't mind Kirsten Dunst as as Mary Jane I don't like her at all like the character's annoying as shit and I don't really care for Zendaya's character in the MCU which might be a controversial opinion but I don't care I don't like her I don't like that character not not specifically I don't like Zendaya I think she's better in other movies for sure but I don't like her character at all. I don't think she's that well written. Sandman is the only good villain in this movie because Harry Osborn is boring, and I would have preferred the Hobgoblin instead. Venom is just plain stupid, so he is the winner by default. Anyway, Sandman's the best. Now, he actually is given some good writing, like he was only doing crime because he's trying to pay for his daughter's medical bills, which is a much better reason than I'm angry at Spider-Man. You find out that he was the one who killed Uncle Ben, so that's what leads Spider-Man wanting to fight him because Sandman hasn't hasn't planned to fight Spidey. Spidey goes after him first when he's in the black suit and attempts to kill him, which it, for a while it did, but then they were like, nope, we need to have him back for the third act. So for a good chunk of the movie, he is gone because Spider-Man uh, killed him by using a waterman on him, which he couldn't materialize. Uh, you later find out that he didn't mean to shoot his uncle, and he was he, so he greatly regretted what he did, and he is forgiven by Spidey by the end of the movie. I did like how they showed how powerful he could be because they do show off his powers a lot in this movie and how he looked in the the classic comic book Sandman. I like how they gave him that look, you know, the shirt and the pants and everything. It's good. I like it. So you get that plus. You get a little, you get a little, you get a little, you get a little uh, thumbs up from me on that. The only thing I have a problem with is how he got his powers because those scientists would have gone through their, wouldn't have gone through the experiment. There was an abnormality because that would affect the outcome of the experiment. That, that lip, any real fucking scientist would be like, no, 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 no. We need to make sure this is done right because we're trying to get the best results possible. So having the, the abnormality in it would be like, oh, okay, well, we need to stop and restart the experiment because this will probably ruin the results. Spider-Man is just so weird and annoying in this movie because he acts like an emotional emo kid that needs anger management. And it's really funny. Don't get me wrong. It's just a horrible version of the character. It's funny as shit. Examples of this being his stupid haircut that he has for this most of the second and third act. He also does this stupid dance and wardrobe change in the middle of the movie, which the women in the scene show how everyone reacted to the scene. <laughs> the women were like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's funny shit, and I love it, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Although I will say this version of the character and how he acts I, I do legitimately think that it's kind of more like what would this Peter Parker think was cool because it kind of emphasizes the, the symbiote Venom symbiote emphasizes like your worst traits in a way and yeah I think it does kind of work they just don't pull it off right he also acts like a douche to Mary Jane through the whole movie as well uh, like kissing Gwen Stacy 
all of this just adds up to him being a creep and he doesn't really deserve the mantle of hero the only thing that shows improvement from previous movies is his control of his powers he does use them more effectively while fighting and stuff like that mary jane is kind of a bitch as well she gets mad at all of this um which she never mentions to him which is dumb she also gets jealous of spider-man's popularity which is even more shitty because he has never been popular and was bullied his entire life when she had been the popular girl for her entire fucking life all of it she also sees harry for a little bit which is shitty too so i didn't care at all if she died in this movie because she's absolutely fucking useless i don't like i don't really like damsel in distresses i don't oh she's your character's awful. Like, why? Sp- at this point, why the f- Like, I'm looking at Spidey like, Spidey, why do you even want to be with her? Just just get out of there. Why would you even want to be there? Just fucking leave, man. Uh, this movie's just got awful. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awful. I love it a lot. So, don't get mad. Uh, it only gets worse as the movie goes on, so nothing ever gets better. I was just sitting there hoping that the end of the movie was coming soon. When I first saw it. <laughs> I saw this... Uh, back in 2007 movie theaters and i was like wow and after like i've rewatched this a lot and but i didn't really watch it for a long time when it after it first came out and like i re i rewatched it again in like 2016 and it kind of I, I remembered why seven-year-old me didn't watch it again after that because seven-year-old me was like what the fuck did i just watch this is not spider-man um so yeah <laughs> The only good thing about this movie is the music by Danny Elfman. It's the only legitimately good, good thing consistently throughout the whole movie is the music by Danny Elfman. Yep, that's it. There are good elements and other things, but it doesn't say consistent like Sandman, Aunt May. That's pretty much it. It's the only really good consistent things. And that there's a few little sparks. I mean, this movie is fucking hilarious. If you love bad movies, you'll love this movie. I guarantee it. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I gotta say. So I give this movie a three out of ten. I, it's awful, but I love it, and I love Spider-Man, <laughs> and I quote this movie all the time. So yeah. Well, hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I have reviewed a whole bunch of other Spider-Man movies. So if you want to check those out, it's also appreciated. Also, I've reviewed a fuck ton of other Marvel movies and all kinds of other movies on top of that. So I've reviewed all kinds of shit. So if you want to go check those out as well, it's appreciated. Also, I'm on Twitch, dr underscore quacker 66. So if you want to, you know, talk to me more, you know, we could talk about this. You could be like, hey, I love Spider-Man 3. You're a fucking asshole for saying it's bad. That's fine. That's the place to go. Drop a follow on there. We go on location when I go live. Also, whatever fucking app you're streaming me through, drop a follow that way it gives a little notification when i post a new review so do that please i'll give you a kiss no kiss there so <laughs> well uh i hope you have a good day and you know stay uh i appreciate you motherfuckers Hello, my loyal followers, and today I would like to talk to you about this new and exciting clothing brand, 1033 Industries. 
They are a group of former law enforcement and military members that are working towards giving back to the community that they are a part of. They feel they are obligated to help those that aren't given the resources they need. Working with nonprofit organizations like 220 and disgruntled vets, they want nothing more than to fulfill whatever the community that they love needs. They don't follow the words of good enough. Due to their strong background and discipline, they strive for excellence and quality goods. Having hats, barware, women's and men's clothing, having performance shirts, base shirts, and graphic tees. A great choice for anyone that is proud of what America should stand for and those that have protected and served its people and land. You can find them at www.1033usa.com along with more information about them and their affiliates. They have given me a discount code to give to you all. Use promo code 1033NATION at the checkout for $5 off your order. And that is all caps. Again, 1033NATION at the checkout for $5 off. Thank you, and please support the show's sponsor by using the discount code. It shows them that I sent you, and I greatly appreciate it. And I hope you have a fantastic day.